Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome to the Cinema Rolls podcast. We finally got a name. I'm, yeah. a- I'm Anthony. I'm Knight. And today, we want to welcome a special guest. A very sweet, sweet boy. My good friend, Colin Martyrus. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Colin is great, okay? <laughs> and uh, this is, this is going to be our, our special Christmas episode, or our holiday episode for those of you of different creeds. Yeah, Let's get- so for Recently Watched, we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. So my favorite Christmas movie is the Miser Brother Christmas. It's usually posted in, not posted, played in Easter time anyway. So I don't know why it's my favorite Christmas movie, but oh well. <laughs> it's, it, so basically, the Miser Brother Christmas is um, it's the snow dude. You have Snow Miser, and then you have Flame Miser, and they just keep fighting, fighting each other. And then there's two brothers who just hate each other, and the movie's basically about the relationship of siblings and how at the end of the day even though you hate each other you got to come together and love each other that's basically what it's about and that's why it's my favorite Christmas movie it's also stop motion so riding off the back of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer who made stop motion you know uh, a Christmas thing for some reason because mm-hmm. I see a lot of commercials and they're stop motion and I'm like why it's because of Rudolph and there's, there's no reason except that so now Rudolph put the stop-motion like style into the culture of Christmas. And now stop-motion is this Christmas thing. <laughs> I like stop-motion. I think it has a, a good effect on the audience, you know. It's kind of different. Uh, like I think I really, I, I, I appreciate, uh, it's, or I like stop-motion more in an appreciation thing and, and it's a respect for the craft and animation as well. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but in the production of any stop-motion movie, it takes double the amount of time of a normal movie yeah. Yeah. and that's just because of the amount of uh, care so I, I, I really respect that yeah. could you could you imagine yourself moving each thing just a little bit and then taking a picture well see I, I would like to be a director or something where I wouldn't personally have to do that I would, <laughs> I would oversee the people who have to do that and I would give them a pat on the back afterwards yes yeah. <laughs> smart decision Anthony you guys ever seen Miser Brother Christmas no I didn't I, what? I haven't even heard of that <laughs> it's a great song I'll put it wait. in right now. <laughs> oh wait, we'd get copyrighted. Wait. Song or no, no, no. It's a movie, but it has a. It, it has. A, it has a great oh, song okay. in the middle. Right. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, he's talking about a uh, song. Okay, uh, well, you? I'll get into my favorite Christmas movie, and uh, uh, mine is Gremlins, a classic. Wait, that's a Christmas movie? Yeah, it takes place during Christmas, you know, and she has that big monologue about when her, when her dad died because he. It, well, it's a kind of a sad movie, but, but yeah, I, I categorize, it, categorize it as a Christmas movie. And you guys probably all know what Gremlins is. It's, it's a classic. Watch, Never watch watched it. Gremlins? Shame. Have you seen Gremlins, Colin? Yeah, I've seen it. But I don't, it's very vague in my memory, you know? But, yeah. yeah well, I, I didn't know it was a Christmas movie either. So. Uh, well, we, you guys got to come to my house, so we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that everyone listening to the podcast come to your house and watch, watch Gremlins? Yeah, yeah all 41 fun. viewers <laughs> and listeners. It's 45 now. <laughs> all 45. Oh, You're welcome anytime. Okay, what about you, Colin? What's your favorite right, Christmas movie? Um, my favorite is probably going to be Home Alone. And like, it's very classic, you know. Probably a lot of other people's uh, favorite Christmas movie. Too. Yeah. yeah I, I just like the idea, you know. It's very original. And yeah, it's just just a good watch, you know. You ever pretend to put up booby traps in your house? No, because uh, 
I'd get in really big trouble with my dad. And, <laughs> that's, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened to me. <laughs> so you, after, you after I watched Christmas, uh, Home Alone, I um, I put a bunch of floss on the staircase. I'm like, oh, this is going to get Wait, floss, like the trap one? Yeah. Oh. And then it, it, it didn't even work because it was just on the handles of the stairs. It, it wasn't even across the stairs. So <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It wouldn't even triple. But then I got in trouble. And I had to clean up the mess of the floss. Yeah, and, and my experience, at least with Home Alone, is I, I actually saw Home Alone 2 first on VHS, and I, I had that for many, many years before I saw the first Home Alone on Netflix a, few, a while ago. But yeah, I quite enjoy Home Alone, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic, like you said. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty timely, you know? They just released that new uh, uh, Google ad. Oh yeah, the Did you see that Home Alone, Home Alone with Google yeah. Home System. Oh, oh, that one, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's the dude's name? The the child's name in Macaulay the Culkin. Yeah. What? Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that's his name. Who the hell names their child Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> uh, the Culkin parents. I thought it was Michael or something. Yeah, close enough. You know that that movie scares me. Why? Home Alone. What's wrong with his brain? You see some thieves, and then you automatically think. You definitely get let, some. Let me, some, let me some, hit uh, these guys with an anvil. Well, it's like a ch- it's like a child's imagination, you know. He has a pretty yeah. sick imagination. Is no one else disturbed by Macaulay Culkin's? Oh, I guess this is another hot take with night. Last last time we had a, a her shining argument, and now now this. <laughs> I'm telling you, Macaulay Culkin, whatever his name is, he sounds like a pop singer from the early 2000s. Macaulay Culkin is sick, man. Like, the he shoots him. He's actually sick, or his character? His character's sick. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, was Macaulay sure, Culkin like, his, like, his actor? Yeah, that's the actor's name. Oh, what's the kid's name? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry, Macaulay Culkin, that you actually have to yeah, live What with if that he's name? our number one listener? Well, now we, we went from 45 to 44, right? Thank you for that. <laughs> um, oh, well, sorry. All right, so I just. I guess let's get right into it now and just talking about Christmas and holiday movies in general. And uh, why do you think uh, they're so popular around this time, obviously, because of the season, but uh, it's not like there's a new one every year. And we, of course, we didn't pick anything that recent. You know, uh, they're sort of like uh, hallmarks. And what do you think? What do you because, think? Because Christmas is a feeling, you know? The win- uh, December and uh, I get not really January, but the Christmas mood, the winter mood, it's it's not the same like with the summer and spring and whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't the whole world doesn't change. You know when you in, in December everyone's happier, everyone's feeling good. You 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 guys feel that presence of it's Christmas time. And so like, so uh, what do you think is are the necessary or ingredients of a good Christmas movie? Uh, oh, of a Christmas movie. The ingredients for a good Christmas movie. Well, you need to have a a lesson happen of course so that your main character has to change or learn something it has to be fun child friendly I think there should be children in it you know children do you think they they're essential to capture that wonder yeah it's like a it's like a it's a part of Christmas time you know the children are happy oh the the youth youth yeah what was the most recent iconic movie Christmas movie would it be Polar Express <laughs> that's, that's really far back, I think. Well, I guess we could talk about this year. We have uh, the, Grinch. the Grinch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think people would remember it, though. I didn't even watch Grinch. Do you guys watch Grinch? 
cartoon? Yeah, I like the cartoon. The, the Ron Howard movie from the early 2000s with Jim Carrey. Uh, I have fun. scared me. <laughs> yeah, I have memories of him. But uh, I rewatched it, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. But it, some parts hold up more than others, but it's now more, I, not as good as I remember. <laughs> okay, back to ingredients of a Christmas movie. Sorry to go jumping everywhere, but ingredients of a Christmas movie. These be during Christmas. One. Two. These children, like Colin said. Three. Lesson needs to be learned by the protagonist. What kind of lesson? A good lesson. Like Bar Humbug, you know? Like the, what, what's his name? The Scrooge? You know? He hates Christmas. Five. Christmas spirit. Usually involved with the lesson, you know? With the main character learning of what, what Christmas spirit what really is. Christmas spirit? You know, like the Scrooge. What did he learn? The Christmas spirit. You can't really define the Christmas spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. You, know you know what we forgot to talk about? What? The Charlie Brown Christmas. Well, let's get back and we, we talked about maybe our, uh, our favorite Christmas movie, but let's just talk about cr- some more Christmas movies. Like, I can bring up Elf. I love Elf. Too. Oh, Elf, Elf is really Elf good. Elf is good. I like Elf. What's your guys' favorite part about Elf? Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Like, Will Ferrell, like, just, like, as an actor, like, he just makes every movie pretty good. You guys excited for his new home? Sure. Sherlock one, right? Sherlock. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that. I think it comes out Wednesday, right? Yeah. That's going to be good. That's pretty good. Uh, people say Elf is like a, a Christmas time big, you know? You know, you guys know Big with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, my favorite part is when he sets up the whole Lego city. You know he obviously didn't do that. He just had a crew do that. But I don't know, I like the scene. I, I honestly, uh, just uh, like what you were saying before about, or what we were saying about Will Ferrell, and um, he just... I think he's the only one that can just play that sort of man-child in a way that <laughs> we we yeah. we enjoy watching that for a good uh, hour and a half or whatever. And not a lot of people can pull that off, you know. And uh, the comedy that comes from the absurdity, obviously. Oh, uh, the the spaghetti with the chocolate syrup. And, and uh, who would know that that director, John Favreau, would go on to to basically oh, yeah. set up the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man. Small world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. But what well, I. I it's just uh, kind of wish I was older so I can experience more in the early 2000s. Uh, Wolfers, I guess, like that was his time, peak. you know. Yeah, his peak. He had Anchorman. He had Elf. He had, you know, all that sort of stuff. He's still big now. He he's doing Anchorman too, like a few years ago. He has Daddy's Home. <laughs> oh, Daddy's Home is pretty good. Wait, it wasn't the wasn't the second one based around Christmas? Uh. Yeah, I think One so. Because based around Christmas. Yeah, because the the grandpas or whatever were coming. Yeah, in. yeah. I I didn't see Daddy's Home. I think both of them were based around Christmas, though. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that, like, Wait, what, are they Christmas movies? Yeah, one of them was one of them was based around Christmas, and it's actually a pretty good Christmas movie. Like it has all the things that you were talking about that like a, a good Christmas movie needs. Mm-hmm. Family. There's even like a like the moral of the story. I forgot what it was, but there is a lesson to be learned at the end. Something the, the about movie, Yeah, the, the movie is, is mostly just about acceptance, and, and I guess it's a modern approach to the family family ideal, you know, uh, how, uh, not the traditional nuclear family, but they're still a family in the sense of, of how things are, are led, and acceptance, that's what it's about, acceptance, it's acceptance, yeah. acceptance mm-hmm. of, of, of the new, but still uh, reverence for the, for the old. Wow. Do you feel like it's about moving on to... 
like not yeah, being for the attached Mark, for the Mark Wahlberg character. Yeah, but you can't forget the past. You know? like, I mean, like I feel like a lot of people try to, and like they think it's like a good thing to forget the past. But honestly, you see, like but when you forget the past, it, it just it's that's like you're, yeah, you're, you you're, can't you're grow promoting, as a person. promoting ignorance, you know, and uh, that sort of ignorance it, it just leads to like you were saying, like no no learning, no growing. You'll always have that past, like, right there behind you. But then you just have to learn from the past, you know? This relates to my own, my, my favorite movie, Gremlins, you know? <laughs> uh, I forget her name, but the girl from there, when she was talking about her dad and, and all that, and how it's actually kind of kind of a, when I first saw that, it, it made me pretty pretty upset or sad inside, but she's talking about how she realized that Santa wasn't real when her dad dressed up as Santa, but ended up dying. Which oh is, um, at the same time, when you, when you think about it, <laughs> it, it was a really, really, uh, really weird situation that he put himself in. But uh, at the same time, like we were saying, you know, uh, you can't you can't forget that sort of thing. Is Gremlins that dark? It's not darker than you might remember. <laughs> you know, that's, a lot of Christmas movies are dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, like just like I Disney. Would, I would ask you guys, like, do you consider Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or Halloween or doesn't matter? It. I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas is a good Christmas movie. Why? Because, well, what time of year do you guys watch it? Or what time of year do they play it? I just watch it when it's around this time, starting in November to now, or October to now, when it's cold. Alright, so yeah, like Christmas season. Because uh, when I went to Disneyland way back when I was a kid, they, they had Nightmare Before Christmas not during Halloween, but during Christmas time. And I feel like people has just uh society just shifted it oh. from a halloween movie to a christmas movie well how about we does it does it meet the criteria of, of what we have previously said what did we say um family 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 children family child. i'm gonna say child okay uh, family. Chris, uh, yeah, lesson. a lesson a lesson yeah there's a lesson there's christmas a spirit spirit and set during holiday time yeah, it it checked. We could say that. Uh, what, what's Jack, Jack's family? Jack's family is is Sally and the entire town, and maybe teaching them to open their eyes. You know, uh-huh. widen their their point of view and all that. Children, there's a little bit of children. He scares children. There's those those Halloween children. So I guess you can kind of say not child. Oh, is there well, any I children? Guess, yeah. You can you can kind of say that Jack Jack himself he has childlike wonder mm-hmm. when he first discovers uh, the Christmas. Yeah, okay, he has that lesson. There's obviously a lesson there. Talks about yeah, he learned about... Can't can't force things to fit always your way, you know? Uh-huh. Because he tries making Christmas into mm-hmm. Halloween or whatever. And the spirit... Yeah. Christmas spirit? Yeah, you know... It, it, How does it fit it, the Christmas spirit? What is the Christmas spirit? Oh, I forget the name of the song, but... Uh, well, it's... What's this? What's this? What? That song basically <laughs> captures the spirit, right? You know, of wonder, of of joy, of of. of what, uh, what is it? Fa- fa- not fanaticism, like fantastical. Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. I, I would argue that the the Nightmare Before Christmas is more of a Christmas movie than Nutcracker and the Four Realms. You know? Did you see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Night. I guess today's night's <laughs> theme is just judging a book by its cover. I'm not judging books by its right, cover. To, to go behind the curtain a little bit, we're, we're at a library, a different library. You can probably tell by the audio, and, and that's why we're a little awkward because the, the room oh, yeah. is open. Yeah. We can't be that loud because 
terrible. We would maybe, get maybe everyone's just listening to it. Right <laughs> well, maybe that's, our audience yeah, maybe our like viewers like 44 is now. now like, like 100 something. 52. Holy smokes. Anyways, what were we saying? Um, oh, yeah. Night. <laughs> Night right here is going around looking at books, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna get this one." And I ask him why, and he's like, "It's just the way the cover looks." He, he literally said, "Just the way the cover looks." <laughs> you can tell a lot by the cover, you know, like a movie. Yeah, you can, you can judge a book by its cover. Wait, no, you can't. That's not the same, ghost. What made me mad about Nightmare Before Christmas was that, um, that, you know, the scene where all the doors. Not the doors, but the trees. Uh-huh. And I had all those, the, the holidays. Yes. And I just want to see what would happen if you went through the other doors, you know, if there was a sequel. Well, see, that's, what a, happened? that's I, I, I think that's just a cool thing to deepen the, the sort of world, you know, and, and all that of what they were trying to create. The stop-motion movie right there, you know? Oh, yeah, it's another stop-motion movie. A lot movie. to appreciate, I guess, uh, technical-wise as well, you could say. Um, but Danny Elfman's score, I think, just brings that to another level. Oh, yeah. I love Danny Elfman. Yeah, he's a great I, I guess I would put, like, John Williams is number one. Danny Elfman is number two for me. What about um the dude who did the Batman and the Dunkirk? Hans Zimmer? Hans Zimmer, yeah. He's a, I'd put him in top five. I don't know if he'd be number three for me, but he's probably He's pretty five. experimental. Experimental, and then... A, I, I, they all have their specific style, but with, especially with Hans Zimmer, I feel like his is so I think it's distinct, brass heavy, dark, uh, well, it's more like grungy, grungy, well, grungy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his score for Dunkirk was very like robotic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, so hooking off of the the stop motion, how um, how do you think? The stop motion improved from all like the old classics, like what's it? Jack was Jack Frost stop motion too. You mean Frosty the Snowman? I'm Frosty the Snowman's not stop I'm motion. Just I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> but, like there's Rudolph and there's another one about Santa. There's a few. Well, have you, did you a recent one that came out was Kubo and the Two Strings? Have you guys seen? Oh it? yeah, I've seen that one. Well, that, I, that I, it looks it. crazy. That yeah. is great stop motion and. Right there is also great storytelling as well. I, I like I like that movie a lot. I think what oh. what's making oh, sorry what say sorry. what's making uh, recent stop motion so good is that it's stop motion is meeting with you know uh, all the computer animation now, so it doesn't have to be as you know you don't have to do the whole world. Mm-hmm. You can only focus on the details of just the one character and make that look really good, and then CG the the world with the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Filmmaker Wes Anderson, he's he's done a few times uh, stop motion. This year, Isle of Dogs, which I, I enjoyed as well. But the, the animation there is like what you're saying. It's it's a melding of the two. But uh, well, specifically with Wes Anderson and his style, it's 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 so idiosyncratic in the sense that you can you can always tell you're watching it just by the way his set design, yeah. the writing, mm-hmm. and, and all that. But uh, I I think he he takes wonderful advantage of stop motion and, and all of the ways. It can benefit storytelling, but he also made Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is yeah. another great one. I saw, I saw that 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 movie creeped me out because I saw it when I was a kid and I was scarred. I, I hated foxes from then on. Yeah. You know, it just looked weird to me. But his, his type of stop motion is very detailed. You know, it's more realistic rather than the you know cartoony stop motion that we've been talking about with. Nightmare Before Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And 
this is not stop motion, but it's sort of in the style of stop motion. Is the Lego Movie, which I have oh, yeah. a personal personal love for. But it's crazy how they. Do you think they just pulled that off by having a low frame rate? Um, that and, and just just the way it was all composited. You know, they actually all the animation was done with like I guess you'd call it models of the Legos, Legos and all that. Which is cool. But I guess we're getting a little off topic. <laughs> sure. Let, let's head back to some more Christmas movies. Um, I guess another. Rudolph. What do you guys Rudolph. think? Rudolph. Rudolph. You know, I actually bullying don't, the movie. I don't remember <laughs> seeing Rudolph honestly. <laughs> oh, you don't remember it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I I know I know the movie, but like I don't remember like well, what went on. Yeah. Well, so so what, what happened? Uh, he had a red nose. He was born. His just dad. Sing, don't, his just dad sing the song. Him. Sing the song. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Had a very shiny <laughs> nose. Wait, no, we're gonna get copyrighted. Don't do that. <laughs> gonna do it in a different key. <laughs> off the red nose. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, it's just about it. That one is again about acceptance and, uh-huh. and, and self-acceptance, oh, yeah, but also see. societal acceptance. It's a little, yeah, it's a little darker because he's suppressed, you know. Hey, well, how about we just relate this again to the, the elements of a Christmas movie? So, what does Rudolph? I guess a seminal Christmas movie, one of the one one of the, one of the iconic earlier ones. ones. How did it set the stage for those to come? What does it have? So, so it has a lesson, not mainly for. I guess it ha- it has two big lessons for the society of Rudolph and Rudolph himself. That Rudolph has to be proud of himself, and that the society has to be more you know accepting, and not be as scared to different things coming up. Uh, it has the family, uh, Rudolph, having to. Come to terms with his normal family, especially his dad who hates him and puts the you know the black nose on his growing nose, and then finding a new family, you know, with Santa and all the you know Dasher, Dancer, and Prancer and Vixen, and I forgot the other ones, but um, it has the spirit of Christmas. But dang, how does it have the spirit of Christmas? Well, it's obviously set in, in the winter time and all that. Um, I guess I think something we should mention about Christmas movies is, is the music. Music oh, is, the is, music is, is very much in, in, tied into it. It's a big part. Yeah, well, well, that that's a good one. Well, yeah. then we have to determine what makes Christmas music Christmas music. Well, I'm just I, I think of it more in the sense that a lot of Christmas movies uh, are sort of iconic because of the songs that are attached yeah. to them. You're right. Except Jingle Bells. Where's it? That's well, not really where, that's where did not Jingle really Bells come from? Music movies. Yeah, uh, so we got family, lesson, spirit, music. Yeah, you got all the boxes. Well, what was another one? We got children. Children. He is a child. Yeah. The elves are sort of like children. <laughs> 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 oh, I forgot the whole. There's so there's two stories. The A stories with Rudolph, right? Uh-huh. And then the B stories with the elf. Yeah. The elf dude, and you're basically getting the same story of acceptance and stuff, just. From two different perspectives. Can we talk about that then, the myth of Santa and the elves? Because honestly, uh, the elves, elves are, <laughs> I don't know, a little well, weird. What's up with elves? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't know, they're just short <laughs> people with pointy ears, with magical abilities, who are sometimes slaves and sometimes wear Christmas uniforms. Clearly, uh. Oh! Hold up, do you know Harry Potter? Yes, I do know. <laughs> I don't know why I made it grow, but the elves are slaves. So does that mean Santa owns a bunch of slaves? Yeah, see, that's what I'm getting at. Now we can have a oh, reading a of the, the myth of Santa Claus that kind of talks about how maybe maybe 
he's he's Santa, not as Santa's nice. dark. Maybe Santa belongs with naughtiness and and list and he's just No, Santa's a little weird. Abusing his power. What's, what he's a think? slave owner? Owns yeah. a bunch of slaves. What do you think the elves do like when it's not Christmas time? Like do they just work year round or what? Yeah, there's a lot of people. Well let's see, what what are the benefits of, of, of I guess uh, voluntary slave labor? You <laughs> free housing, free food. Mm-hmm. You, Santa Fugle? Uh, a false sense of accomplishment, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing joy to others at the expense that if you don't, you're probably going to get kicked out in the North Pole and be alone. Yeah, die right. of, of, what is it called? Frostbite? Yeah. And then, you know, Santa's just a weird dude. Slaveholder. He's a little pervy because he watches kids at night. He watches them year-round. Oh, that's weird. What do you think he does? does do you think he just channels their face? Kids. Well, well, maybe we should we should talk about the actual Saint Nick, you know. Oh yeah. Who's Santa is based off? Yeah. Old Saint Nick. I don't know who Saint I, Nick is. He's uh. Well, let's see. Who is Saint Nick? When are you? Uh. Well, um. Do you think Christmas movies? This is probably a no, but Christmas movies. Why do you guys think Christmas movies don't need to include Santa? Like Home Alone doesn't include Santa. This iconic character. I guess yeah. I guess I guess Santa wouldn't be an essential element because Santa is is uh, not as much like a uh, a character or or even an idea as much as he's he's maybe outdated. He's outdated. Outdated. You feel like kids kids nowadays don't. You know, they're starting to lose that hope that like Santa's real and stuff. So like, you know. well, you see, in our in our age of uh, political or, or what is it, electronic awareness, and the internet is all around us. We have computers mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Now it's kids not can that, just Google. It's not that hard for kids to see Santa is real or not. So you think you think in like 10, 20 years, no one's gonna Santa's think gonna Santa's die real? Yeah. I, don't I don't think Santa. I think Santa's too ingrained in Christmas to. I got, but maybe lose importance, you know, because Christmas is all about you know the spirit and the family. No, no, nothing in there has Santa to do it. Like Rise of the Guardians, you know, it has Santa, but it's not a Christmas movie. What's another iconic one? Uh, oh, well, I haven't we, seen before this. we move on from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, um, which I guess we were talking about. But I, I gotta explain this really cool toy. So back when I was a kid, and my babysitter. Very nice lady, very nice family. That's where I met my phone buddy. He's listening right now. Oh no! Hey, what's his name? <laughs> hey, Greg. Greg. I've heard stuff. And hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, there was this really cool tour of Rudolph, and you'd press him, and he would sing. Well, not you. The way you got him to sing wasn't by pressing him. Sorry, I was I'm confused. But the way you did it was. You know how in the movie he has the glowing nose, yeah. Oh, red nose reindeer. Huh? So he, he have the, he put the the dad put the black cap on his nose, right? So basically, in order to turn him off, he put the black cap on his nose and he stopped singing. And then he said some really cryptic, depressing stuff when he put on <laughs> put on the black thing. And then when you take it off, he starts singing. And you put it back on, and then he he's depressed again. But what do you, what do you guys think about? Um, one of the more recent iconic ones. I guess not too recent, but Polar Express. 
Polar Express. I like Polar Express. Polar Express is half and half for me. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a uh, another technical wonder, but at the same time, it has also good music. A little, a little out there. A little. It, it, it was. Yeah, they read me the wrong way as a kid. It was. Um, <laughs> did it scar you like Mr. Fantastic Fox did to me? You mean Fantastic Mr. Fox? But no, it did not scar <laughs> me. But I just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with this one. I like it's always it, they always played around this time on TV and I never tuned the, in. The animation's a little. It's like the Star Wars prequels, you know. It pushed the the limits of technology too soon. Too soon. And so now you have all Can these. Can something really push the limits too soon? Talking about Polar Express. <laughs> well, all the characters seem, you know, like weird ragdolls. They don't look real. They look very plasticky. Speaking they're not, of, well, they're not supposed to look real. It's animation. Okay, you know what? <laughs> but um, speaking of like traumatic, evil, or like dark Christmas movies, like Home Alone, you have this kid who has a mental illness. And well, when I think Macaulay of dark Culkin. Christmas movies, I think of Krampus. You know, you, you ever heard of Krampus? Oh, oh the horror movie? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of St. Nick, oh wait, we're sort of combining all our conversations into one. Yeah, so it's okay. Let's just streamline a little. So, Macaulay Culkin mental disorder wants to kill people, right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it's about suppression, and this Santa dude, he's a slaveholder. And basically, what's, what's it called? Oh yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas, you have the Boogeyman, and three like evil kids kill the Boogeyman. I forgot to mention this before, but I'd, I'd also like to mention another, another seminal Christmas movie for me is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. But that one is kind of uh, now it's, it's it's flipping around instead of the elves are forced it's sort of like Santa's forced to be there maybe oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah wait that puts a whole new take but what was I talking about you were just talking about the underlying disturbing things about you Christmas don't. movies seems like you hate Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the Christmas spirit oh, oh what's it called um, Polar Express uh, it has one of the most creepiest scenes ever that traumatized me as well in my childhood you know when he's going in the back, <coughs> the back, and then he stumbles in the 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 caboose that has all the creepy ass puppets. No, you guys don't remember that. No, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. So watch it, and I'm telling you, the part yeah, with the puppets is totally scary. Yeah, sorry, it's Christmas time, but I I'm not a. I guess I I should have said this to me now. I'm not a big Christmas movie watcher. You know, I some of them they stick out to me but let's move on to our main topic which is again holiday themed about the holidays we we just finished finals and we're getting ready for winter break oh yeah and uh you have any uh cool christmas things you want to off the top of your head colin cold christmas what things anything things anything anything relating to christmas cold christmas holidays holidays um well one thing that gets me really excited for christmas is um my mom and my sister, they usually make, or like they bake this uh, peppermint chocolate cake. And it's pretty good. Oh. Yeah. So I, I wish I had something like that happened to me. What well, happened to you then? Oh, I just go to <laughs> church. Church? Yeah, yeah, it's my Christmas. Yeah, that's fun too, you know. Yeah, church is fun. Yeah. You know, like we could do a hangout sometime, just bake some cake. Yeah, ne- the next cooking bin. Oh, yeah. And we'll invite you guys too. Oh, yeah, well, I guess we should inform you. Uh, our friend group, we get together sometimes and 
we'll we'll make random random food things. Good food. Or we'll attempt sometimes, and uh, then we document it sort of, you know. <laughs> and and we have movie day after that. Yeah, it's a good time. Good time. Um, but uh, that's a that's a cool thing, you know. For for me, uh, I go to California during the holidays. And uh, there I hang out with my dad, and instead of my mom cooking me a nice peppermint cake, my dad, we just go eat out at all the, all the restaurants all the time. So. Oh, nice. So, yeah, always grabbing over there. So, uh, do you have any other traditions or anything like that? Uh, no, not really. Like, usually we just throw a party and invite a bunch of family over. Uh, that's about it. Family, man. Yeah. All my family lives in Hawaii, so... It's too far for a family trip. Do you have anything else you do? Party at church? <laughs> yeah, party at church. Yeah, throw a big party. I don't know, it's weird. For Halloween, they throw, they throw a big carnival in my church. But then for Christmas, they don't do anything. They just have a sermon. It sort of confuses me. Well, maybe they're like leaving it to, to you guys to throw the big party because they want you guys to be together as oh, a family. The family? Ooh. Ooh. Hey. That's that's an important ingredient in Christmas movies. Family. Family. Family's very important. You guys do any decorations? Oh yeah. Well, like the crazy light up house people. Oh uh, no. You know what? <laughs> Actually. Okay, so um my dad likes to put up Christmas decorations like Christmas lights, right? Yeah. But like I think one of our new neighbors, like two houses over from us, like I think I'm pretty sure they hired a guy to like do the Christmas decorations for them because like their house is like totally decked out, you know? Oh. And it like shows up everyone on the block. <laughs> yeah, sometimes my mom and I we used to drive over to the, the rich neighborhoods where they do that. And they have a big elaborate setups and just oh. admire that. Or in California too, a lot of people do. But uh, when I was younger, my mom used to decorate the outside a little. We had these lights thing, and then uh, a few years ago, or whatever, she sold it. And then this year, she tried to set it up, but then she forgot that she sold it. And <laughs> she went and bought more lights. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, we usually we usually have a tree. Now we just we have a fake tree that we just put in the box and then we take it out of the box. It's Christmas time. We have night. Uh, we have a, uh, I have a lot of ornaments. Pretty cool, I think so. I remember. Uh, I think it was when that the the Mike Myers kind of hat movie was coming out. But at Burger King or some one of those restaurants, <laughs> or, uh, they were uh, they had like this limited edition thing where you would uh, get these like limited ornaments. So I'd go there and I'd get the kids meal every time and try to get a different ornament. So now I have all these Dr. Seuss ornaments that are pretty cool. Nice. Wow, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and yeah. I have some of the, like, hand-painted Christmas ornaments. Oh, I got one of, like, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But, yeah, I just have a fake Christmas tree like you. It's, yeah. it's sort of like a Charlie Brown tree. That's what my mom likes to call it, even though it's not, like, a, like just one stick. But it's just a tiny little tree, and I put like three ornaments on it. Yeah, and that's my Christmas tree. Wait, I mean, Anthony, did did you usually have like a real pine tree? Before that, yeah. Yeah. I never, I never really got got that, you know, because like my family always got, we always had like a fake tree too. Yeah, we never just got like a real tree. But, yeah, fake trees are nice though, you know. <laughs> They're easy. They're yeah. easy. They're efficient. Christmas yeah. time is crazy, you know, because a lot of people want to have a real Christmas tree because of the pine, pine the smell. smell. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the atmosphere. Going back to all the way back to the Christmas feeling, 
That's like two six minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like the smells, you know, that that's very important. You got peppermint, mm-hmm. you got the pine, you got gingerbread. What other season has that? Ain't no no no. Yeah, I think I think there's just something about Christmas, like you said, like uh, where it's the only time of the year where you hear certain songs, have certain foods, you know, or the season in general. A lot of the pumpkin spice stuff comes, and and that's sort of just to do with the seasonal uh, seasonal like uh, plants or whatever, you know. But it's it's nice sometimes to, to treat yourself to some some things that you don't usually have. That's crazy. The end of the year is crazy because you have Thanksgiving. And then you have Christmas, and then a week later you have New Year's. Wow. Like, there's so many holidays in the end of the year compared to the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, and something specific to my own experience, though, uh, my family were all over the place, so I kind of have, with most holidays, a triple triple holiday. So oh, okay. with, <laughs> triple holiday. Uh, I do one with my mom and grandma here, then I'm with my dad, and we'll do stuff there, and then I meet my other family, and then we'll, I'll do stuff with them. So, uh... So yeah, you have I get three I times the holidays. Yep, all three times the holidays, birthdays, all that crap. Do you have three times the Christmas presents? Uh, yeah, which is just cards. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like I like getting cards. Usually, what my family does is we get like a bunch of cards from like different family members around the world, and we usually just stick them in the tree. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So instead of ornaments, you have cards. Yeah, because like we're not really big on ornaments, you know. I think like the cards are like special ornaments, you know. I get, I used to get yelled at a lot because I used to just throw the ornaments on the ground. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Did you break them or you just? Nah, I think it was because when I was hanging them up, I couldn't really do it correctly, so I just got mad and I threw them on the ground, <laughs> and then I got yelled at. So I stopped. Okay. That that's the story of how I stopped putting ornaments on the on the tree because I kept breaking them. Well, I think uh, we can transition <laughs> yeah. now into just our thoughts of, of holidays in general and all that. And I think I think I'll start, and I think uh, sort of what I was talking about earlier, holidays. Uh, holidays are good, but uh, this might be a little cynical of me to say, but I feel like it's it's, uh, it's too much too much in the tradition of things. You know, it, obviously it's a way for family and all that to come together and and to have this warm feeling, but. It's almost like now we wait till the holidays. You can't do that. You can't do that. That sometimes uh, during other times, you know, like I the only times I see my family are during the holidays. I never see them uh, during other times. And it's just like I get, it's just a formal way, but you, we're being sheep, you know. We're sheep being led by by Christmas. By the by big Christmas. big company. Yeah, Father Father Christmas. So is, is your is your critique on the commercialization of Christmas? Like how everyone's like I guess you Black Friday and all that. Well, yeah, that's another thing we can talk about. Uh, I, I think a lot of people know this, but uh, sometimes people lose sight of the true meaning of Christmas, and they're they're very focused on that. But I guess uh, event things are okay, uh, like Black Friday and all that. I mean, this is the first year I actually participated, and I bought something. I bought myself a, a nice camera during Black Friday. But is, uh, it, is it as crazy as everyone makes Black Friday seem? Not, I don't think in Las Vegas, no, or at least where I went. Where'd you go? I went to Best Buy, so. Uh, it usually goes pretty crazy there. Well, I went I went on Thanksgiving, like Thursday night, you know, oh. so maybe. Yeah, I think that's what killed the, the hype of Black, uh, Black Friday, is that all the stores just, instead of only on Friday, they started putting it on Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that, because like, I feel like they're trying to take away from you know, the Thanksgiving family gathering, you know? 
I guess people were just uh, too upset over the Black Friday. You know. Well, now now we're getting back to what we were saying before. It's corporate run. You know, it's it's more concerned about profit instead of I guess traditional ideals yeah, and all that. Which real meaning. Is something I guess maybe smarter people could criticize. <laughs> You're saying you're not, we're, we're not smart or anything? I'm saying I'm not smart. I don't, I don't, <laughs> or at least right now, I don't know. I'm not feeling too hard. I don't have any good hot takes or insight for you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the bottom of <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, um, do you guys have anything to say to sum up your thoughts on, on uh, Christmas, Christmas movies, the holidays, tradition, mm. decorations, stories? Well, let's just... Let's just talk about what we think the Christmas feeling is. So I feel like Christmas is the time of hope and giving and just happiness all around. Just those three. What are you hoping for? I don't know. Gifts. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. Just hope a better future. Oh, I nice. guess. I see that. Okay. Well, I, I let's guess. move into creative <laughs> time. And part of our Christmas special... We are going to be doing creative time focused around making a, a Christmas story, a, a Christmas movie. Oh, we forgot to mention that Christmas story. And that one, that one's okay. You know, I think, I think everyone's seen that. You know, the one where he shoots his eye out with Ralphie. Oh yeah, I don't understand why that's such an iconic one. But anyways, we're gonna get back to creative time, <laughs> and uh, let's get to do this. All right. Okay, we this gotta is, do this fast. We need to get a soundboard or something so we can get some like some like cool intense like like how. If you want to be a millionaire in music right now, what we're thinking. Okay. All right. All right. What? Okay, so it's family, lesson, children, spirit, music. Okay. So what can we do? People already made a story about the elf. It's called Elf. People already made stories about Santa. It's called Santa. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should, we should try and, and push, push, go outside the box, you know? We understand. Like gremlins or something. Like, you know how they say you need to understand the rules before you can break them? Uh-huh. Let's break all of them. We understand what makes a Christmas movie. Uh -huh. Now, how can we put that and turn it upside down and make a Christmas movie that people so have we can't not seen really, before? Really do anything with the music yet? But <clears throat> what can we do? Maybe you should think of like a, like a lesson that you want people to learn, and then you can start building off of that. I I like that, Colin. Thank you. I think uh, the lesson I want to do right now is hope. You know, you can't. You can never lose hope. You have to be hopeful. Don't lose hope. And you can't. You can't let the bad things of life get you down. Okay. Hope. You guys have any lessons that you guys could want to get right now? Or should we just run with the hope? Uh, I like the hope idea. Okay. Good. Hope. I. Okay. I have an idea now. Sweet. It's. It's. it's I guess you could do a little cliche to just to make it more palatable. It's a rags to riches story. This guy he starts out um, with not that much. His family, they're they're distant, you know, and he's by himself. But uh, Christmas spirit comes along, and with his hope, uh, he helps. Uh, <laughs> it, it's hard freestyling, guys. Right should now. should okay. it be um, a homeless dude. Homeless, homeless dude. dude. A homeless dude. Yeah. Rags to riches, homeless dude. Yeah, well, literally. I, I want to turn this on his head and, and uh, rags, to rags. rags to riches, back to rags. But through this, <laughs> this, this shit, back to rags is 
it's almost it's cathartic in a sense where he still keeps his hope and that's that's where his lesson of hopefulness comes in and I think we can tie in an an idea of ignorance and all that which is also a big thing in these Christmas movies that we did but maybe in a way that we don't know and how his hope his hopefulness in the beginning brings him out of the rags into the riches but he doesn't truly understand what is so good about that hopefulness and that's where the ignorance comes in and through that he goes back back to the, the rags with Maybe not as bad as he was before. Sorry, you guys aren't seeing what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> he, he's, he made a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, do you maybe think he, he, he's not at the, the apex of it it was previously, but through this experience, uh, so, and like Oedipus, he's, he, was, he could see, but he was blind. Now he's a little blind, but he can actually see the truth and the importance of the actual sort of hope, hopefulness that Knight couldn't get to. He just said hope for, for what? Presence? That's what I was saying. <laughs> he learns. Maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe he just hopes for something, something shallow at first, and that's where. So, it gets uh, deeper. you you could use that whole story to uh, talk about greed and evils, the evils of greed and desire and stuff. So, bit so it would be a bittersweet ending. Yeah, this that, dude. that brought me to like a another thought. Like, do you think uh, an essential part of like Christmas movies is to have like a happy ending? No. Well, I guess you do because it's a I mean, like, child's thing, but not ours. Okay. Ours is going to end that's bittersweet. Gonna, that, that's what's going to make it stand out? Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Well, it's going to ha- end happily, emotionally, but physically but it's going to be poor. Okay. But <laughs> maybe we can use maybe this movie to say you don't need money to be happy. You know? Mm. He w- Maybe you could say, um, maybe you could do something like he was sort of sad in the beginning right he's poor but then he gets rich and then he's sort of happy he thinks he's happy but it's the fake happy you know and then he goes back and maybe he the way he loses his money is by giving it away but i don't think that's a good way to tell a lesson maybe you know what they say like we're spinning out ideas right now and we're too stuck on this thing about money maybe there's something else that he can focus his hope hopefulness on you know maybe we can tie it back to family maybe he's hopeful yeah. for something with family and, and all that and but through that experience when he makes them closer he doesn't realize what really made them closer and he ends up breaking that splitting them apart but they all realize now they're all of their eyes have been open maybe even though they're, they're, they're far apart now they're still closer what really counts which is in their hearts <laughs> but I don't know how to construct a story about that dang it this is hard this is hard oh we should have prepared beforehand well, I was talking, if maybe we had pre-recorded a podcast before this about uh, essays and theses and all that, but right now we, we're sort of building a thesis, but we can't construct a narrative or a, a story around this thesis, and, and when you just have a thesis by itself, it, it's not that impressive, so it, it's tough making a story. Storytelling stuff. But that's what creative time's all about. That's what we're getting at right now. Off the spin. This is, this is the exercise of creative time, you know? We're, we're just getting there. We're gonna soon through this practice, we're gonna be able to spin narratives like nobody's business. Okay, so how are we gonna conclude? We're we're, we're focusing on too much on like a full length movie. Let's let's microcosm it a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's short, make a short, short film. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think films. the problem what we were doing was it was too big, yeah. too broad. Our eyes were bigger than our stomachs right there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that can be the lesson. 
only bought off enough you can chew. But I don't think that's a good Christmas lesson. So what's the lesson? We can we make have? it a Christmas. It no. could be about money. It could be about hope. It could be about happiness and the definition of happiness. Family. Or it could, it could be about family. Wait. Well, how okay. about we do that? Okay. All right. Okay. A guy. He has his family. He's a businessman. He's Care. a little far from them. But he's, he's on the rise. He has a drive, and he wants to succeed. And he does this out of, out of desire in himself to maybe support his family in this Christmas season. But throughout this, and he, 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 he jumps on top of the commercialization of Christmas. And through that, he rises to the ranks so that he can, again, support his family. But through this, in this commercial, he's focusing on, like what we said, the wrong aspects of Christmas. And through that, he kind of loses his family at the very top. And even though he's succeeded, mm-hmm. he's not connected with his family in, in a good way through that he learns a lesson and it just ends on that sad note <laughs> well I was thinking more of like halfway through your monologue but um you, you guys ever see the short of this store owner and then he used to like tell this homeless dude who used to sleep in front of his store to go bug off every day and then uh, one day his store almost got robbed but it didn't get robbed because the homeless dude sacrificed his life and then he learned a lesson about like being nice to everyone. So I was thinking more of this dude, he leaves his family, right? He tries working very hard, and then his life just keeps beating down on him. But eventually in the end, so like maybe he's mean to people everywhere, and then someone just shows him the Christmas you know, spirit and of giving and give, um, something like that. And then <laughs> the, the dude just learns, you know, you have to be nice. And, you have to look forward and just keep on trying no matter what. So this dude is... Okay, are we going to take my story or Anthony's story? Um, wait, fin- finish your story. Okay, so mine... Yeah, it's basically finished. So he, he's a businessman. Life yeah, keeps getting him down. He keeps going, trying to make a life for his family. And then one day he just cracks and he's very sad. But then someone shows, shows him kindness. And then he gets a whole new perspective on life, and then he learns about hope, and he Who just that keeps moving be? forward. Like, just some random stranger. Okay. I feel that might be unsatisfactory, though. Yeah, like going back to the story that you had earlier with the homeless man, I feel like that—that's a very. That that would be a better a, one. It's a good topic, but like I feel like we can turn it into like a Christmas story somehow, you know. Instead of rags to riches to rags, should it be riches to rags to riches? Well, not too much riches. But yeah, like riches to rags to like a modest life. Yeah. I like that one. You, you think, so like in that. the beginning, he, he's too, too greedy, so he learns too about greedy. greed. So the first act would be learning about greed, and then he becomes poor. And then he just gives up on life. He just gets kept beating down on, right? And then, you know, you have the lesson of hope. So the second one would be the lesson of hope. And then the third one would be about, I don't know. What would the third one be about? He works his way back up, but he doesn't want to keep going up. Maybe he gets handed the, an opportunity to go back to his old life, but he says no. Yeah, maybe he gets the opportunity, and then, like, he realizes that it's like, not his greedy hims- like his greedy self like is trying to, like, resurface, but then mm-hmm. he realizes that. So he's like, no. It's I'm not about that. that. Oh. I got it. Maybe the third one would be about family. Because on the way of coming back up, maybe he met a nice girl. Maybe it's not a nuclear family, right? But it's 
It's 2018. I mean, almost 2019, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. So maybe it's, um, he meets a nice girl and she already has children. So maybe on his way back up, nice. maybe instead of it being a stranger, it's this nice lady and her children that, and that teach him the lesson about hope. Family. And then the third act would be him getting used to, you know, family life and learning what family really means. Yeah, I like that. So we did it. <laughs> well, I feel like we got like the main, like the, the basis. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to go into details because that's we we failed on doing the short film thing, but <laughs> we just went back to the main film. But I feel like we did. Yeah. I guess. You yeah. think you feel happy? I sort of just ranted. I mean, like, <laughs> it was a good idea. I mean, like, so he's like. Wish I had that ten minutes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you got it out. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty good. It does. Well, that, what are we going to name this Christmas movie? We got to name these. So, Riches so, to Rags. Riches. <laughs> so, he's a businessman. Corporate man, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, maybe. He, maybe he's Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. He, he gets too greedy. He gets too um, cocky, maybe. And then he, you know, loses all his money. He plummets. Yeah, he goes down. Then he meets the girl. Mm-hmm. And then he learns through the girl about family and, and hope. And then he yeah. works his way back up. And then to a modest life. Yeah. And he's way happier than he was in the beginning. Mm, yeah. Maybe we could include the fake happiness, you know? In the first act, he's happy, but he's not really happy. Yeah, maybe you could... Maybe at the end, you know what true happiness is. Yeah, maybe in the first act, it's like, he's buying all these things, like material goods, right? Yeah. Like, he thinks it's going to make him happy, but he knows deep inside that, like, this isn't going to... This isn't going to make me happy, huh? I need something else, something more sincere. And that's where the, the girl, girl with the family in. Yeah. comes in. There you go. Maybe he's homeless, and the girl is running the homeless shelter or something. Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. I like yeah, that. So that, that sounds like pretty solid. What's the title? What's the title? So, rich is, like it has nah, to let's, be let's just title it Riches to Rags to Riches. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. And then, like, ri- maybe Riches is, like, a different rich. Riches as in, like, money. <gasps> what if the main character's name was Rich? <laughs> and uh, the girl's name was Rags. <laughs> okay, so. Right, we're getting what, all the bad what, ideas. What could it be? Okay. Hey, um, who said they were bad ideas? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm okay. kidding. So, Christmas, Christmas movie. What's a good Christmas movie? I feel mm. like the title has to do something with, like, realizing the real meaning of Christmas, you know? Hope and family. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. So. Something about family. New family. No. Because well, that maybe like something about like realizing that money isn't happiness. Family is family is happiness. I feel like coming up with the title is like the hardest part. Yeah, that's what Anthony was saying easy uh, uh, last week. But I don't know. Usually I have an easy time coming up with titles, but. Maybe we're like understand. thinking too deep. Yeah, we're thinking too hard. Maybe, yeah. A story about a dude who was rich and then becomes poor and then finds a family. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> Alright. Um, dang. At least I wasn't like clickbait or anything. <laughs> What's. Uh, what can this be? Okay, let, well, what, what if we talk about like how Christmas movies like decided on their titles are? Okay, Rudolph is pretty obvious because it's about Rudolph. Elf is pretty obvious. 
Santa Claus is pretty obvious. Home Alone is pretty obvious. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, what's an obvious title? It's not jumping out. It's because ours is breaking the mold. Homeless Hope. Ho- hopeless. Hopeless Home. Hopeless Christmas. Hopeless Homeless. <laughs> no, hopeful homeless. A ho- hopeful homeless. A hopeless homeless. Wait, no, no, no. What, uh, what about oh, a hopeless Christmas? But isn't he? Doesn't he want hope? He's not. No, hopeless. no, he does. He does. Oh, he's want. hopeless. He loses this. hope. He loses And that's hope. why the girl comes in and, and gives he, him. She hope. gives him the hope. Yeah. So the a hopeless Christmas would be a spin oh, on like normal, you know. Christmas is all about fun, and our our Christmas movie is about flipping the genre on its head. Oh, okay, I like so that. So maybe Christmas. you have the juxtaposition, you know? Mm-hmm. Not is it juxtaposition, but like you know, because Christmas is hope and fun, and you know, and then you have hopeless put it in front of that, and it doesn't make sense. How does someone have a hopeless Christmas? Yeah. So I feel that's how we that's how we drag people there. It's like an oxymoron. Yes. Awesome. There we go. That's the word we were looking for. Hopeless Christmas. A hopeless Christmas. It has a nice ring to it too. Better than a guy named Rich. <laughs> a guy named Rich who loses all his money and, and then finds a, a finds a girl and is know, happy again. And is happy. Okay, so that's our pitch for a hopeless Christmas. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, give a big thanks to Colin Martirez. Thank you for having me tonight, and Anthony, that's now gone, but Uh, Uh, thank you. Sorry, but we forgot to tell you, Anthony left because he had prior engagements that he had to fulfill, and this took too long, so he left, that's why me and Colin, holding down the fort. Maybe Anthony was just holding us down, that's why we couldn't figure out the Christmas story until he left, (laughs) but um, yeah, so thank you, Colin, for coming. Thank you for having Uh, me. Do you want to plug yourself? This is the plug time. Plug, plug. Social media, anything? Um, what, do you, what do you do, Colin? You have 30 seconds to say whatever you want. Uh, don't follow me on anything, please. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I don't usually plug myself. And, He's yeah. a modest dude. He's a good guy. <laughs> so. If you want to find me, just look me up on Instagram. There you go. Yeah, I'll put I'll put his Instagram in the oh, okay. in the de- <laughs> description below, but. Thank you, Colin, for your insightful input. If you want to follow Anthony, you can follow Anthony in all the descriptions below. It's Anthony Lee on YouTube, not the P90X guy or the the, 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 the Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man cosplayer. <laughs> um, his Instagram is Anthony T Lee. His Snapchat is capital T dot Baggins. Uh, his Facebook is Anthony Lee. And then, if you want to follow me, uh, my name is Knight. If you want to follow me, my YouTube is. The Night Series. Ooh, we got a new name. Night Series. It's all under case. Uh, link is in description, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's the Night FP, all lowercase as well. Colin, last chance. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's colon dot flow. Um, <laughs> I don't usually post that much, but yeah, thanks. He's a nice guy. You can talk to him later. But anyway, once we get a soundboard, we're gonna figure this out hopefully. But for now. Silent Fist.